comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. And yeah, welcome. I think we're going to jump straight into the good old click pitch. It's what you're all here for, right? You don't care about us jabbering on. You just want the sweet, sweet game action. Yep. So, uh, click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three to one click, we're going to hit refresh, get a new word, and we're going to turn those words alchemy like <laughs> into, uh, game design. I thought you were going to say wisdom there for a second. <laughs> no, I won't rip off their entire spiel. Um, so, yeah, let's do it. Let's click click the buttons. Three, two, one, click. Mm-hmm. Neighbourhood. Cheating. Cheating neighbourhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm picturing like a real Housewives or like a- What was that- uh, Desperate Housewives kind of situation. Desperate Housewives. Some sort of like neighborhood simulator where there's just all sorts of raunchy goings on <laughs> that you have to yep. somehow. I mean, I guess that's kind of just The Sims. <laughs> um, okay. So, what I'm thinking is that you play this new character to the neighborhood. You and your husband have had some trouble in the past and you, you've come to sort of get away from his mistress sort of thing. Okay. All right. And so it's it's all about can you trust these people in the new neighborhood to um keep their hands off your husband? Well, I wonder if we just use that as a narrative hook and that's where cheating comes in and that it's more like I'm kind of picturing a slow burn horror or thriller. Okay. Yep. Uh set in this neighborhood now that you've just moved to as a family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe you play the wife who has been cheated on, but you're trying to make it work for the sake of the kids. But, like, you sort of end up just discovering things in this neighbourhood that slowly start to seem off. Yeah. As people like visit. And- Mr. Granger, who lives next door, who every morning at 3.30 in the morning, you see him out in his garden, just watering the garden. And that's just, that's yep. weird. In a full suit. <laughs> The tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the idea of just weird goings on like that. And maybe uh, whether you're on sabbatical from work and that's why you're you're at home a little bit more often. So, you're not actually- Yeah, 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 not, yeah, a yeah. not just a housewife, yeah. You're someone rather big up in the industry that you work in. Is this one of and- these situations where maybe in all the drama with the husband and the mistress- Something happened and she's, like, broken her, like, left arm or something, right? And then for what- and, like, she can't- like, she can't do her job. And so, she's mm-hmm. stuck at home on, like, medical leave. A bit of a rear window sort of situation. Um, yeah. Except instead of, like, looking out the window with a telescope or a camera, I'm sort of picturing she's got, like, a neighborhood watch app on her phone. Ooh, I like that. So, it's a bit of that sort of- so, maybe it's her legs. Maybe she broke her legs. So, she's having to go around in a wheelchair- and so you can all you can do is Very travel around. Window, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just stealing that from Rear Window, but more more so just because it really limits you to the house. But you can go around sort of the lower floor of the house, or you've got your because because I'm picturing if you've got your like they had they had to install like a wheelchair lift for it to get up the stairs. Because mm-hmm. I'm picturing a tense situation where you're like you see something come up on the neighborhood watch app, 
of something that's going down, but you can only see that place from your upstairs window. Um, and it's like a time sensitive thing. And so you're having to like wait for this fucking wheelchair <laughs> lift to get you up there because you want to see what's happening. But also the time that it actually takes and the noise that it, um, that it makes. If you, if you actually set it off and you go outside, people start sort of looking around, looking for the noise. Right, <laughs> because they can't right. quite hear. There's like stealth <laughs> elements or something. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. But then in, rather than rewindow where it's like a murder, I'm thinking, yeah, it's more of like a horror situation. Like maybe there's someone yep. on the app. Like I think what happens is you slowly, you slowly start, you know, you can, you can see things come up on the app and then you can look out the window and identify that thing happening, right? So like someone posts- yep. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, I don't know if people can post anonymously or people are just assholes, but like someone posts, oh, like such and such is out, you know, um, polishing his car headlights again. Uh, and so you look out the window and you see the guy up, you know, three doors down polishing his car headlights and you're like, oh, okay, that's such and such. You know, you, you get to yep. like match that up. Mr. Granger is out, um, watering his garden yet well, again, there you even go. though we're, we're in stage three water restrictions. Yes. <laughs> and it's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> just like, why are you up? <laughs> How else am I going to see when Mr. Granger waters his plants? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I kind of, I like this idea of things start, start getting weird then. Like maybe there's one person who posts who you haven't been able to identify, right? By a certain point. Yeah. And they always seem to know certain things that are going on. And then they start seeming to know things that you're doing. And you're like, how are they getting this information? And start getting weird. Shh. Is that when you find, like, the um, the cameras installed in your house? Well, I guess it depends if we go horror. Um, yeah, horror that way or horror, like, supernatural, paranormal sort of stuff. Yeah. Because uh, I was kind of picturing things like, you know, your app starts glitching. What seems like glitching, but it's like- you know, subliminal creep faces coming up and <laughs> the text dripping um, down the screen. Just to make sure that we know what's actually happened to the character, I think when she found out about her husband cheating, she jumped in the car and started driving away, but then was involved in a nasty car accident and yep. broke her legs that way. Yep. So, it's it's got nothing to do, like, you can pretty much discount- Oh, no, no, it wasn't a domestic like violence like, situation. No, 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 no. Yeah, we, we should make that clear. No, I think yeah. it was just in the drama, yeah, there was an accident. Yeah. Um, and it yeah, was a good point. his reaction and the fact that he, you know, started taking care of her and all this sort of stuff. Right. That sort that, of that rekindled- sort of has- yeah. 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 So I kind of like you have sort of things that play out during the day and then, yeah, like he gets home from work and you have sort of moments. Yeah. Where you debrief just- sort of session. But yeah. I'm always thinking that at first he doesn't believe you, but then he notices some of the weird goings on and he becomes like your your staunch ally. So, so you get yeah. that. Yeah. And then one day he doesn't come home. <laughs> Once, and that's when you sort of like, oh, shit. Someone's really yeah. out there. Yeah, the guy in the in the weird um, bunny suit that has like lots of dirt and blood all over it. That's just Mr. Granger and his, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that, exactly. That's just that's actually got nothing to do. With it. That's a complete red herring. It's just a weird fucking neighbor. It's actually like the fucking Mormons that come by every day. <laughs> <laughs> no one suspects the Mormons. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. I think you could. That's a cool 
narrative you could build. I was just thinking along the like paranormal horror line, because I feel like we haven't explicitly mentioned it, but this would be really good in VR. But even if it wasn't- everything's awesome in VR. Everything's better in VR, including fucking heart pounding horror. But can you imagine like- You've been using this phone in VR for, like, you know, half the game or whatever, and suddenly, like, you notice that the text messages from a certain person are, like, kind of slightly bulging out of the phone. Like, they've got a sort of three-dimensional edge to them, but it's really subtle. And then, Mm -hmm. I don't know, at some point later, like, something literally just, like, a hand literally just comes out of this device that you've just- You're treating it like a normal, everyday phone. But, of course, we're in a fucking video game. Anything can happen. Uh, I feel like that could be a really good technique. I, I think an early shit thing that happens people. is that you look at the phone and any time that the camera starts up, there's like a little LED that lights up next to it. Mm. And you go to look at your phone and the light was on. Yeah. Like, and then like two seconds later, it just switches off. Yeah. And it's like, oh. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> shit. All right. I like it. Three to one click. Trick. Outgoing. Outgoing trick. Mm-hmm. I mean, outgoing could be so many things. Like, it could be a personality trait, but it could also just be, like, the male shoot. <laughs> you know, like, the outgoing male, the outgoing something. Is this, like, a prank? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Is it a magic trick? Or I, my mind went to that phrase, like, the best trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, like, you maybe you play the devil. <laughs> okay, so it's a game based on- Lucifer, the TV slash comic book show. Didn't we already do that? I feel like we already did that. (laughs) I think we already did it. Um, We've definitely talked about at least the general idea of playing the devil, but we could do the devil again. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe a different setting though. Yeah, VR. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, maybe it's not that you play the devil. Maybe it's you, someone who's discovering. Maybe you do work in a mail room. And you you keep noticing certain things about mail going to a certain address. 666 <laughs> Devil Way. <laughs> it's always like a pentagram stamp on the in the corner and <laughs> it says postage paid hell for some reason. I was just thinking Pennsylvania, then you said Pentagram, and I started thinking Pentagram Sylvania. <laughs> Pentagram Sylvania. <laughs> uh, no, I kind of well, I kind of like the idea though of someone discovering the existence of the devil, just who's just hanging out on Earth or something. Like oh yeah. That. Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether the like where the gameplay comes in in that sense. Like, is do you use that as the as the hook just to kick off the game? And you're like, it's more like an adventure game where you're sort of exploring and trying yeah, to track so the devil. I think when when you arrive there, like, because I'm thinking that you've decided that you're going to track down where this mail actually goes to. So you you put a tracker in the in the mail. You know, you've put out through your um yeah. through the post office and all that sort of stuff, and then you trace it down. And when you knock at the door, there's a um, there's a yeah. young lady that answers it. Lucy. So uh, yeah, so <laughs> Lucy, uh, yeah. So I'm thinking like all that happens is basically like the opening cutscene. Yeah, is like is like a, a, a letter comes across your your mail mail room uh, or like whatever post office desk. You notice the weird pentagram in the corner. You notice mm-hmm. the address six 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 Devil Way. You notice that like <laughs> it smells like sulfur. Um, it's postmarked hell. Pentagram Sylvania has been crossed out, and Pennsylvania has been written yeah, in, exactly. in blood. <laughs> uh, and so you're like, what the fuck? And then yeah, you put a 
tracker in it. And I don't know why you'd necessarily need to put a tracker in it. You literally have the address. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, you go to visit and, okay, so Lucy answers the door. Yep. Now, is that- Is this- Is she the devil based on your, like, very obvious sort of nickname there? Or is this, like, the daughter or wife or- I kind of think that this is, like, it's unknown. The only person that's here is- a girl by the name of Lucy, and she seems okay. like sweet and like not at all what you were what you were expecting. You were expecting like you know the typical sort of guy with an evil goatee and yeah. And that but you're saying this and- is literally this is the devil. Is that what you're saying? Um, or are you saying that it's unknown? I'm just saying if we call her I, Lucy, I it's, it's going to be pretty obvious end. to people. Okay, but you're saying okay, so you're saying this this person suspects that this super obvious situation where where a woman named Lucy. At six 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 Devil Way, Pentagram, Sylvania, uh, mm-hmm. lives there. They're like, okay, this has to be the fucking devil, and the game is you determine trying to that prove order. that. Okay, all right, that's fine. Yeah. So I think whether whether you twist it around to the fact that this isn't the devil, um, but it's actually God. Okay. <laughs> so Hiding. the greatest the greatest yeah. trick that the that the God ever played was it was, was making you think you the know, devil did exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, from a gameplay standpoint, I kind of like this as a series of conversations. Mm-hmm. Maybe you even do a her story like full motion video style thing. Yep. So I'm thinking what you've got to do is actually ask lots of people in the town about, um, you know, the the girl who lives at six 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 Devil Way. Pentagram yeah. Well, maybe you've got like a research phase and then a like a. a, a an interview for like a discussion phase or like you just start going over there for afternoon tea or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, based on what you've researched, you've now got new kind of keywords you can ask about, new questions you can ask. <laughs> and it's just a very storytelling, like the dialogue back and forth situation. Maybe there are things that happen, like someone else comes to visit or the phone rings and you sort of glean information from that that then also gives you new options you can ask about. But, yeah, it really comes down to just piecing together the whole situation from these very, you know, mostly innocent conversations. Yeah. With a really okay, good so writer and a really good actor playing Lucy. Like, So, in other words, not us be- and not oh, us. Oh, fuck no. No, no, no. <laughs> We're just the idea man as usual. Uh, but uh, I think that could be really cool. I think that could be done really well. Mm-hmm. And we need more full motion video games. <laughs> Oh, 100%. I, I'd love to see what would actually happen if, if you actually did full motion video inside of VR. Like- Ooh, how would that work? That- It'd always have to be on a screen. Well, I'm thinking it'd be one of those things where it oh, uses one of oh. those um, one of those uh, 360 video cameras to, to film the whole thing. And, oh, like, so you're effectively mapping it onto 3D. Yeah, but um, what I'm thinking is- it's Oh, sort of like no, one of I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Sorry, yeah. So, you're stuck in the one position, but you can look around anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 you could do that. Oh, and then you've, but like, got sort of all Conversation your, pieces that you can do. All your interactable stuff is VR close up, and then yep. sort of the video is almost behind that as a- Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that could be interesting. That could be hmm. quite cool. Yeah. Okay, so this god chick, does she have a twin sister- and the twin sister is actually, like, the, the devil. devil. Uh, sure. 
Because I kind of <laughs> like the idea that God and the devil are actually related and- Do you find out that sometimes you were talking to one and sometimes you were talking to the other? Oh, I'll have the prestige. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Spoilers. I like. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think <laughs> anyone who hasn't seen the prestige, A, shame on you, and B, it was fucking like 1990 something. 2006, but anyway. Oh, was it? 14 years. Long enough. 2006. I swear I saw that, like, at the cinemas, like, very, very early on in my um, relationship with my wife. No. You just had uh, the mind of a 15-year-old in the body of a 25-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. In fact, I would have been 26 when it came out, oh, probably. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Three to one click? Three to one click. Conversation. This one might be too similar, but we'll see. At. At? A-T? Yes. A-T. So, I'm taking this as the at symbol. Yep. Yep. So, this is a conversation that happens over, over email. So- Over email or Twitter um, or Slack. Any of those things where you at someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I kind of like the idea of pen pals, emails- yeah, well, we've done a few games similar like this, similar to this. And I mean, even the Neighborhood Watch one is a little bit like this, where it's, you know, a big part of the uh, the kind of conversation and the narrative is taking place on a device. Okay. But what's happened in this world is that uh, due to a um, large solar storm, there's no, um, there's no, like, internet or anything anymore. And you now have to have to try and find your pen pal because you just need to know the ending to to the story. You know what happened. What happened next? This is very close to the endless runner game we did last week. Um, I mean, sort of. That was traveling to deliver things to your pen pal, but uh, we keep or, coming close to stuff that we've done in the past. I mean, we're at episode one hundred and sixty nine, so <laughs> there's a lot of stuff we've done. Hundred plus nice. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the other option. <laughs> yes. A la emoji movie. You play the at symbol or an at symbol. Yep. And you're just waiting for your chance to like who who are you gonna notify? Who is gonna be the person that you are used to get the attention of? Uh and maybe it's like a love story. <laughs> okay. Um, or maybe just, or maybe we like say that the at symbol kind of represents a person's avatar, like their username, right? Like everyone's, you know, I'm at Ben Slinger on Twitter, right? So my at is my avatar in that internet space. And so you do a bit of a like a Wreck It Ralph or a Tron or a, you know, you're, you're in that imaginary space of the internet. So I'm actually looking into. What mm-hmm. the origin of the at symbol was. Okay. Because I kind of like the idea of, like, it originally was used for something else. And it's sort of hidden in time. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Okay. Because I do like that idea of you being the at symbol, but people have forgotten what it was actually supposed to be. Rather than- Okay. It's now, it's now being sort of uh, converted into, into everyday speak. Gotcha. So, Wikipedia says it was originally used to mean at a rate of in accounting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's 
you know, it, it's apparently been around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that we find something a bit better than. <laughs> you could take it as like some sort of uh, occult symbol if you wanted. Like it, 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 it symbolizes a demon with the circle of salt, like an unclosed circle of salt around it or something. <laughs> or circle mm-hmm. of power. Uh, and the fact that it's being used just constantly now is like really screwing up uh, the occult world and the p- demonic plane because <laughs> it's just it's basically like deafening everyone in the demonic plane because it's um, actually just calling for them at all times but ineffectively. Yeah, because every time they get called, like there's one guy, there's one guy who whose symbol was the at symbol, like one demon. And anytime someone used that symbol, he would get called. But well, because no, I'm thinking everyone it's more now like uses a general, it every day. I think okay. it's more like a general symbol used around summoning demons. Because then, then you get to have the double use of, like, people in the real world are literally atting <laughs> demons when they, like, <laughs> hit someone up on Twitter. And so, I was like- <laughs> Whenever I go at Trev H. Scott, there's, like, this fucking demon called Trevor Scott that is like, oh, fuck, not again. Like, they get a little itch in their head. (laughs) 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 And so, this is, like, the story on their side uh, in the demonic plane of, I don't know, they're trying to stop it. It's basically an attack on them for for years since email was invented. Basically, they've- uh, They've been trying to break through and destroy the internet. <laughs> the demon Gamal um, absolutely hates it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, lucky Yahoo is, uh, he's been getting less of it lately, so he's pretty happy. <laughs> and Hotmail is just literally a um a It's just a stripper Hotmail man Stripper demon um, Stripper demon And he just gets nothing anymore And Yeah, and he's, he's actually disappointed of, um, he was into it Yeah Alright, I like that a lot Gamal, <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> So is So did they finally break through Or do they find a way to maybe like start uh, like coming through via the internet or something like using it to their advantage. Like how does this portal kind of what what happens? How does the invasion um, take place? Or well, not really okay, an invasion. I, it's I, like a- I think what it is is you play um, one of one of the de- the demons. Okay. Um, and your whole thing is that you you're trying to come up with the um with a way to stop people from using the at symbol. Um, you don't care about conquering Earth or anything like that. Like you, you've been over that since the since biblical times, sort of thing. But all you want to do is get the um get the notifications to stop. <laughs> yeah, you because they want to mute the conversation. Yeah, um, notifications in hell um are just as bad as what you what you might imagine. <laughs> like the sound and the every time it happens, their whole head vibrates. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of this less as like a hell demon and more of a just a like separate plane of existence, though. Yeah, yeah. What what I like though is that 
Gamal, like he's in a coma. He gets so many notifications. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking that that's maybe your your brother, and maybe you play Hotmail. Okay. <laughs> you play Hotmail? No, I think you should play Yahoo. <laughs> um, Yahoo. Yahoo. Because you're, you're still having to deal with it to a certain degree, but, but not too much. Uh, or you play Missin. Missin. <laughs> Just no vowels. It's perfect. All the, that's why, like, it really ramped up when all these fucking domains started getting registered with no vowels in them, because that's actually just a really common naming system in uh, <laughs> in doing the demonic plane. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do like the idea that the, the whole thing is that they're trying to um maybe shut down the internet because they think that will actually stop the notifications. Yeah. Basically, they've got a whole- branch of science that over the past 50, 60 years has been dedicated to figuring out where this is coming from. They've traced it through the, like, dimensional plane. You know, they didn't even know there was a fucking mortal plane. Like, this is literally the first time this has ever happened. Um, Yeah. You know, yes, they're demons, but, like, they're not traditional demons in the way we know. They're just- they have their own society. They're not inherently evil or anything like that. Uh, they obviously no, have. Different- they just look different. Uh, yeah, they obviously have their own culture and stuff. But yeah, like so. Yeah, they've they've got this fucking branch of science that through this has discovered the fact that there are multiple planes, or at least one other plane of existence. Traced this through, managed to send through probes, figured out the why it's happening, and now this mm-hmm. is them finally. Maybe you're like the first manned probe to go through the dimensional, you know, curtain. Mm-hmm. And then you just fucking rip and tear, motherfucker. <laughs> it's basically like a God of War game. Well, it's like it's like <laughs> Doom. It's like Earth. it's reverse Doom. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, I I really like that idea about a reverse Doom, and th- this whole story is like this is the backstory that that sort of comes up in text form at yeah. the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the reverse of you know. Oh, and Demos and Phobos or whatever. The moon bases broke through to hell. Yeah, it's the opposite of that. The whole backstory around the internet sending yep. this demonic plane into a scientific race to figure out where these fucking notifications were coming from <laughs> that were constantly summoning demons. Yeah. I love it. I don't care what the That's gameplay cool. is. The idea is good enough. It right, is. Three, three, two, one, click. Yep. Into the unknown. Unknown. Notable. Notable unknown. Well, that is almost an oxymoron, surely. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is something to do with the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh, yes. Which is like, like a that. notable place where unknown things happen, or according to, yeah. you know, conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah, like, do we do kind of an adventure game? Do we do a platformer? Do we do some sort of... I don't know existential. I, no, horror. I can't. I kind of. I kind of like the idea of um, a platformer game set inside the Bermuda Triangle, in which literally, as you as you go in, you notice that literally there's boats and planes and everything just sort of stuck in sort of midair, like in midair but for some reason. Ooh. Yeah, so you're actually like some reason you're actually like you've got full movement. Everyone else on this boat 
is um is is frozen. Oh, I, I um, like that. Instead of like a because the platformer kind of makes me think Sonic and stuff. Maybe more of like a Metroidvania, like a Hollow Knight or a like yeah. a, a um, Ori in the Blind Forest sort of thing, where you're exploring this world of the Bermuda Triangle, and as you kind of unlock new powers and things, you can. I mean, everyone knows what a Metroidvania is, so yeah, a Metroidvania. Yeah. Because then yeah, you can yeah, have yeah, like yeah, sections yeah. of like, you know, this is the section with Amelia Earhart's plane or whatever, and um, the, the Titanic is somehow here. Yeah. So what I like is the idea that if if you for some reason if you touch something, um, and you you stop touching another thing, that other thing freezes in time, and this other thing that you touch starts moving. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a cool mechanic. So, so, by touching something, you can bring it out of the stasis yep. that it's in. And then maybe you start getting powers where you can, like, create anti-stasis bubbles or something to, like, have something move for a certain amount of time after you've stopped touching it, right? Yeah. Because um, that can be one of the one of the powers that lets you get to a new area because you can, you know, you can have a switch that, that doesn't automatically freeze or whatever. Yeah. And then I like the idea that, you know, you need to get through this level well- See that plane up there? You get up to the plane and then the plane starts moving right. at a slow speed because you're only touching it lightly or something like that, or it takes a little bit of time to come back up to come up back up to speed. Yeah. Um and I like the idea that maybe one of the characters that you meet who is flying a plane is Amelia Earhart and she becomes <laughs> like your sidekick throughout this. That basically any time that you touch her, she comes back to she comes back to life. But in within the Bermuda Triangle, if you if you're not doing the escort quest sort of thing, yeah, um, she becomes almost like a statue. Yeah, well, I definitely like that idea of you come across people and touch them and talk to them for a while, but they can only it can, it's obviously only as long as you're touching them. And then yep. again, like maybe one of the powers, like one of the the door opening. Um, powers as such to, to open up more of the, the space is some way to keep a companion, uh, unfrozen permanently. Um, or for you, a longer you, time, at least. Yeah, perhaps. But I mean, you, or you, you, story wise, you make it's only Amelia Earhart that you can do, like that you can have as your companion, but like <laughs> the story hook is. And then she's got certain things where you can either like hit two switches at once or, you know, she can throw you up or you can pass her up or whatever, right? You've got yeah. those those moves that you can only do with, with an extra person. Yeah, I really like that, you know, for some reason, everyone else weren't caught in the stasis field quite right. So, they've all turned to, like, skeletons and, sh- and shit. So, um, because I'm Well, yeah, maybe that- you just- you come across, like, depending on how different ones were caught, some people are preserved, some people just rotted. Yeah. yeah. So, the first person that you came across that's preserved- was Amelia Earhart. Yeah. For the rest of the game, you're basically- You're finding these people. Mm-hmm. Some preserve, some not. And it's almost like in the old Monster Bash games where you where you free the pets sort of thing. Your whole thing is that you, you free the free the people and sort of get them get them to safety. Right. Almost kind of like a, a Dead Rising, you know, how you yeah, got yeah, yeah. lots yeah. of different people that you can sort of save. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, that could be cool. There's like a certain point. Like you, you, as you go around, you know, you're going to need some sort of fast travel portal. So you like, <laughs> there's some ancient civilization that was here. That's the whole reason for why the Bermuda Triangle, why this huge stasis field is here. So 
Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you manage to unlock the fast travel portals and it's just a matter of getting them back to those or something. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's really cool. That. That's really cool. So I, I like the idea that you play a young a young woman pilot yourself who- So, like, having Amelia Earhart there is, like, a big deal. She's basically oh, yeah. a role model. I, I like the idea of the power not even being really discussed, as in why she has this power. It just so happens that, you know, right person, right time sort of thing. Chosen one-esque. Why she didn't get caught in the stasis field, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Either that or- you know, like we said, they, they sort of land in uh, in different ways. Maybe she just happened to land on something that, like, she landed on literally, like, a power node for the stasis field or something that, like, basically magnetized her, except stasisized her. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess it would depend on how, uh, how much we'd want to bring that into the story of, of there being some reason. I mean, one hundred percent. The um, the actual cause of this whole thing is just malfunctioning technology. Basically, there was like a a stasis drive sort of thing where they used the power of holding time still to actually travel. I kind of like that idea. Is this like a is this like a kind of advanced technology World War Two situation or world, or like early early twentieth century situation where oh, it's I'm humans it's that developed tech. it? Or are you thinking alien tech? Okay, alien tech, but the way. When they realized that they couldn't actually travel really far distances in a short amount of time, they just froze time to to travel that right. distance in what looked like a blink of an eye, but really <laughs> they froze all time everywhere. Um, okay, and it malfunctioned in this and one. And they crashed area. into Earth, basically. Yeah, like billions of years or millions of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's cool. That's cool. And yeah, so you'd be unraveling that as you went and finding ways to translate the alien audio logs or whatever. <laughs> Collectibles. And, and then when you realize that at any stage, like other stasis, stasis drives could have actually been going off, like, and you wouldn't yeah. know because, you know, many, many years ago, in fact, what, what they could be at the, at the end is you hit the emergency broadcast button and then all of a sudden the aliens are there. Right. Now they've perfected the technology. And- well, because they got it many, many thousands of years ago, but they've just paused the entire universe until they got there. <laughs> like, that's how they, you know, they don't actually um, age while yeah, they've got it yeah. paused. Well, and that makes sense for why you have that stasis, like anti-stasis power as well, yep. basically, is that you've hit, you know, the power core or the, or the device that kept their ship out, like, unfrozen. In that sense, mm-hmm. but again, it's it's only this localized effect that's still that's still working, and that's that's how it's yeah. now functioning. But yeah, <laughs> that's really nuts. They literally just freeze the entire universe just until so they, they get like, somewhere, and then so they can have a faster commute. <laughs> I'm imagining that the speed it actually goes, you know, it's just below the speed of light. So you're talking many many years, but because oh, yeah. like whenever they freeze. <laughs> so how do they but, on the ship do they freeze themselves as well so it's like this time no, 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 they, they've actually lived millions upon millions of years oh the, okay the thing is they haven't actually aged they just during age. the flight because you know it freezes you know something in the, oh, in the um, even for them kind of like even though they're conscious time yep. doesn't sort of pass on their bodies or something yeah or yeah, time passes in a much more unusual way in the fact that bacteria and stuff that would normally be able to break down 
their body can't actually do shit during during that time. So they can actually go the entire time without eating food or anything like that. Well, it like could that. be something so- interesting like they freeze the entire universe 100% and then freeze their ship just 99%. And it's almost like pressure- <laughs> going like around a wing or something and then the shape of the ship kind of just pushes them through time space space time uh um, oh, yeah but as a result like it's at, it's also not that long for them like it's still a few years or something uh but it like vastly yep. shortens the amount of time they experience as well and so yes they're aging but like it's still comparatively super quick yeah i don't know you technobabble your way out of it but i do love oh, yeah. that idea <laughs> I, I kind of like the idea that halfway through the conversation, more aliens turn up and go, "Oh, sorry, we, we didn't realize that you hit, <laughs> that you that you answered the call." Okay, see ya. And <laughs> just middle of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, which of course makes you realize that this the, could be happening. The at other all time. aliens as well were frozen. Like, <laughs> they're just how does it work when two ships are traveling at once? <laughs> I'm not sure how my brain can handle that idea. I love the idea. The sequel is about the fucking universal, like, disaster that these ships have created. Because when multiples of them are traveling, it creates, like, ripples through space-time. And this is basically the universe's, like, climate disaster. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I love that a lot. That's great. one click. Yeah. Re. (laughs) Just re? Re. Re. Generating. (laughs) Regenerating. Regenerating. Awesome. So this is a Doctor Who game. Oh fuck no! Come on. I don't Come know. On. Doctor, I don't know Doctor Who. All right. Doctor this is the twenty eleventh Doctor. That's not a number. This is the one hundred fifty seventh Doctor. Five billion years in the future. I don't know how yep. often does the Doctor originate. Then, tra- then they travel back in time to twenty twenty. Okay, done. I mean, of course they do. <laughs> how else would you set a TV, the current version of the TV? But they've got all their knowledge. See, it doesn't actually matter. And what I actually find kind of funny is the fact that you said, you know, some super future doctor. Um, that so, hang on. You do think the different hasn't versions of the doctor ever run into each other? Yes. Okay. There, uh- there was a special in the 1980s called The Five Doctors in which you had one, two, three, f- and five Talk to each other. Don't even ask where four was. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and not only where four was, that means there were only four of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, the basically, four, four got locked. Um, did, Tom Baker didn't want to come back because it, it had only been like a year since he since he left. Yeah. So, they just used an, un, um, like an unaired serial just to show like a little bit of- Stuff of him saying, "Yep, he's been caught in this in this sort of time thing." <laughs> right. Okay, and uh, so that's how they got away. Can with we it. do a Doctor Who game without going deep into any of the lore or like previous references to episodes? Because I have not. Yes, seen them. yes, we can. Okay, I don't know why you don't like it. Like your dad loves Doctor Who. It's not. I just. I have not been in the headspace to try it again. I'm sure there are some of it that I would enjoy. I just don't know it. I don't know it. I know general ideas. There are Daleks, and there's a Time Lord and a TARDIS, and there's a companion all the time. And apparently, it can't be a black man or a woman. Or if I mean, I know it's a woman now, but yeah. Um, Let's just say that. (laughs) They've 
they've really, in this last season, they've really changed the origin of the Doctor, um, like, a lot, that pretty much everything that you just said is right out the window now. Like, right. has definitely been a black man in the past, has definitely been a black woman, you know, and it's basically- Oh, I see. They're saying that there have been other, re- like- Yes. Regenerations. And in fact, there's, there's a, um, there's a spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for people who haven't actually seen it. Um, they introduced a brand new doctor that no one had ever seen before, and it was played by a black woman by the name of Joe Martin, and she did an, an amazing job. And the second that she introduced herself as the doctor, I'm like, oh my god, where the fuck are they going to go with yeah. from here? Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm glad so they're that trying awesome. to make amends. And I'm glad oh, yeah, that they did time. that in an in a season where there actually is a woman doctor and didn't try to just pass themselves off as see, see, we can do it and still have yeah. like a main character male doctor. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. uh problematic aspects aside of the past fifty years of that show. Um Nearly sixty. Jesus. I knew it was twenty twenty three, sixty years. Man, that's <laughs> nuts. What is this game about? <laughs> Okay. Obviously, it's got to be around a regeneration or regenerations of the Doctor. Yeah. So I, I think this is actually recently they did it. They did a VR game called Doctor Who: The Edge of Time. Okay. And like, I played a bit of it. I didn't pay for it because I've got it on Viveport, which I've got a subscription for, mm-hmm. and it wasn't too bad. But you didn't play the Doctor. You played someone helping the Doctor. So okay. I kind of like the idea that this is one of these one of these adventures that every time that you get hit, like you regenerate. It's a roguelike, <laughs> and just every time you get a new doctor, exactly. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's kind of like a Metroidvania. It's a bit like a uh, Rogue Legacy. Yep, Rogue Legacy, where you get slightly different uh, attributes sort of traits and each time, traits, attributes yeah. and stats and stuff. Um, but it's all based around like it's a non-canonical um, Doctor Who sort of game, and occasionally like you can you can you bring in play yeah. around it and bring like a fan favorite in. And well, and I like the idea that it randomly generates you a companion each time too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like that. So, what sort of game are you thinking, though? I'm definitely thinking, like, a third-person adventure. Yep. Better than the Doctor Who games that came out under the- like, in the <clears throat> 11th Doctor's reign, um, which I actually own, if you ever want to check them out. Doctor Who, the adventure games. They were a third-person adventure game, but um, they weren't really- Good. Um, super crash <laughs> Like, they were okay, but they, they just- I would love a sprawling adventure- but every time that you get hit, like, instead of losing a life, you just regenerate into Well, a yeah, I guess it's more that do we address that in the game uh, rather than just, like, a roguelike where, you know, it's as if it hadn't happened in a sense other than, like, certain progression that, that go from run to run. Is it more like an event? Yeah, it's an adventure game with some action elements. You die, you regenerate as a new one, and, like, people kind of comment. It's like, oh, again? Like, you have to reintroduce yourself again, and there's, like, some standard things. It's like, ah, fuck, like, now I've got to learn this face. Ooh, so rather than it being, like, a an easy thing to die, maybe it's one of those Mass Effect sort of games. Yeah. But yeah, okay. if you get hit too much. So, so you, your companions that you're taking out on- out on this um, adventure, basically like your party that you're taking out. Yeah. So, there's lots of, lots of conversations, but if you go to a place that you've- 
been to before, but your character has now changed. You have to reintroduce and re and tell them, you know, and try to explain who you are again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like the idea of a Mass Effect-ish sort of thing, because you can get a good mix of, like, action and storytelling in there. Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely- <laughs> Definitely like that idea of somehow winding the regenerations into the conversations and into the story tree storyline. Uh, yeah. Is there is there a penalty to it, or is it just kind of like a fucking um, like you have to go and find your corpse and <laughs> get your shit back? So, so maybe you don't actually play the Doctor. Maybe what you oh, play okay. is like another time, Lord, another time Lord, and you're looking for the Doctor. Okay. And so you believe in the typical rules of Gallifreyans that you only have twelve regenerations. Oh, so, okay. Was that a thing? <laughs> yes, like that's the thing. They needed a third doctor. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Good old retcons. Okay. Uh, yeah. That that makes sense. And then so something special happens the thirteenth time you die. Yep. And that's where like may- maybe there's maybe there's something else that actually happens, or maybe it's you know someone. In- Comes in and do sex machina or whatever it is. Um, and you know, fixes you up sort of thing. It gives you another, another set of regenerations that said, don't let it happen again. Deal me in. (laughs) Deal me back in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I kind of like the idea that, you know, this is actually what's going on. And, you know, given what's happened in Doctor Who now, you know, who's to say that this other Time Lord that you're, that you are, you know, following along with, you know, the, the TARDIS can look, Somewhat different and who is to all say? that sort of stuff because yes, who's to say? We are the doctor, <laughs> doctor who's to say. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, that's cool. Look, if if I had if I had more doc knowledge, then uh, if I was more of a Hoovian, a Hoover, you should really like it's on standard, like the first el- as if 11 I've got time series. to binge watch fucking 13 seasons of something or more. That thirteen doctors worth. technically more, yeah. Um, because hang on, let me just let me just go to my hard drive for a second. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember how many. Where should I start? Is the question. Um, 2005, like the um, re, basically the, the re, re, where they the picked reboot. it up again. Yeah, Eccleston or whatever. Um, right? Rather than going through the previous 26 seasons, you can just go through the yeah. 13 current or 12 current seasons. Maybe one day if I can get Erica into it. Yeah. The first episode is called Rose, and they spend the entire time with the companion, and the doctor comes in about halfway through the. Through yeah, the I, look, I have I've watched the first few episodes years back, but oh, oh, maybe give it's it a, a little try bit hard to get into again. some of the early earlier stuff. But geez, there's some good. There's oh, some I really know, good I episodes. Know. I know there's some good stuff in there. All right, let's do one more. Push on click. Yep. Stock artist. Do, do you play a stock photo, like a stock photographer? You just have to put I was together- think, I was thinking that you have to put together art with stock photography. Oh, no, I was thinking- Because you've seen some of the weird shit that they have for stock photography because they just- They have no idea what someone would want a photo of, so they just put together- the most random crap. Yeah. It's it's basically just like a builder game, but then you get to photograph it and it'll it'll like randomly tell you how much money you make from royalties or something. <laughs> Depending on how well you framed the ducks quacking in the pond and Yeah, the ducks quacking in the pond while a man lava bubbling. while a man in a swimsuit like pops out of the water or something. 
<laughs> oh, it could or, be like one of those. Do we just? It's do like we a just... Hitman sort of game. There's a whole heap of stuff going on, sort of in a loop, and it's all about picking the right things to um to capture on film. Do I like, just go to maybe- this 177 weird WTF stock photos and find a random one, and that's what we base the game off? Okay, done. All right, here we go. I'm going scrolling halfway down. This is so a new ga- a new version of um, click pitch. Totally. All right. This is what this is really fucking odd. But okay. <coughs> oh Jesus Christ! That's what came up. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, the person searched for finance. <laughs> it's got a oh, crap. sort of slick looking guy with a weird striped orange and white tie. But he has glowing white eyes and, like, a dirty kind of stubbly beard that looks painted on in Photoshop. Yeah. Looks and fake. The thing is, the dirty goes all the way up to the forehead. Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> like, I his temples like are all fucking dodge dirty. burn shadows onto him. It's weird and to see. I think- And his arm like, looks like it's backwards. His hand. His wrist yeah, looks the, weird. The, the hair on, on the arm goes down a little bit onto the palm. <laughs> so, this is obviously some sort of supernatural creature working in an office building, right? Yeah. Is this a Twilight-esque situation where there's a sexy paranormal creature? Is this like a banshee or something? <laughs> I think he's a hot mummy. He's a hot mummy. The, okay. The, he's- the bandages have all come off. Yep. Um, the, the white of the eyes is... Is because the eyes kind of glazed over when he was um yeah totally he's mummified they're, eyes they're like cataracts now yeah yeah is he blind I think so but he's he's got like really good sonar <laughs> for some reason <laughs> I mean he's a mummy who you know you can give him whatever powers you want nobody knows what powers mummies have all right presumably he's some sort of like Egyptian god or lord or like whatever pharaoh it, it's it's Tutankhamun it's actually um, Tutankhamun. Sexy yeah. Tutankhamun. <laughs> he grew up. <laughs> looks like he got younger. Well, actually, no, because he was young, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, hang on. Well, he was eight, he was eighteen or nineteen when he died. Apparently, yeah. So that's okay, about so right. That's perfect. That's about that's right. perfect. Definitely yep. sexy so Tutankhamun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's the game? Do you play as Tutankhamun? Um, I think you play the office secretary who's trying to figure out this new mysterious finance broker that's sort of come through the office. Yeah. You're trying to figure out, you know, what his deal is. You see, like, in his notepad, like, some some funny little, like, drawings of, of characters. He's always doodling, this guy. And- yeah. He's like, oh, it's this, like, <laughs> brooding artist type. He's got all these little doodles in his in his book. You find out later that it's just, like, him taking <laughs> notes about how to be a human. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm picturing. Like, <laughs> hmm, he loves drawing, like, an eye and then little bird. <laughs> <laughs> how does this play out? I'm sitting here. Um, I've got my mouse and keyboard on my controller in my hands. Like, what am I doing? Okay, so it's a VR game. Okay, yep. It's sort of like observational sort of stuff at, at the start. Like you're you're sort of sit, sat next to this guy and you see his creepy like white eyes where, you know, we said before that he was blind, but it just turns out that like, no, 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 they're just- No, it's He just, can see- He explains that he's got some like pigmentation- He's got contacts in. That's why it looks so weird. 
And you know, he's, oh, he just he's chooses got a, to wear. Yeah. Or is it for? He, does he have an excuse? Some medical condition? He has to wear these bright white contacts. Yeah. Um, th- these these are the new um, transitions lenses, uh, contact lenses that we came up with a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so he's just wearing those because his eyes are very, very sensitive to UV. Uh, sure. It just makes his eyes look white. So, that's his, that's his ex- explanation for that. Uh, the fact that he actually looks kind of dirty all the time um it's because he sleeps in a sarcophagus uh well he he keeps on he keeps on talking that out as as in he spends each morning you know helping oh right like helping the unfortunate helping the unfortunate and and helping like clean up parts of the city and there's always different different things that he's saying that he's doing yeah sure so this is a game where we're going to for one have to develop the tech for smoldering good looks uh mm-hmm. quite quite definitively uh because you're in vr you it's i, I feel like yeah you, he comes and sits down next to you as the new guy like you have to tap him on the shoulder and then you get into conversations uh with him and and find out about this stuff and try not to swoon because he's so fucking sexy this mummy yep. with red hair <laughs> <laughs> like he's, well, he's well, half ginger. No, I half, think it's half like, brown hair. Like, I think that's just the lighting. I think it's just the lighting. Um, so he's to remember got to put a, this photo a sexy in backpack notes. with what looks to be like an orchestra strap. Well, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's just one of those. Like it cinches the top shut, doesn't it? Oh, you know what it is. That's his bike lock. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Well, either that or he keeps his cat in there. Right? No, the because I, th- I think he's actually scared Egyptians. of cats. Scared of cats? Didn't they worship cats? Yeah, there's oh, something about mummies being, like, being scared of cats or something. Well, they worship cats, but maybe they, maybe he's, like, apprehensive about cats because he considers them, like, immortal god beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, she's, like, you've got a cat. Your character has a cat. And every time you bring it yeah. up, he sounds very reverent of mittens. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think we can take it, take this any further, but, <laughs> no, but we, we I'm so saving- have to put this up. <laughs> yes, I'm saving this link because there's 127 of them here or something. 177 of them here. I think we'll end it there this week. <laughs> <Sexy Tutankhamen. laughs> there, are, there are some weird ass fucking. Oh, God. So I think we will end it there. If you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. <laughs> If you want to see this photo, go to <laughs> no. Well, we'll put we'll put the bitstorm. one. We'll put the photo in our show notes. Go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Check out the show notes for episode one sixty nine, and we'll put a link to it. You can go can, there. Can also- we not actually embed them in Podchaser? Yes, you can, but I don't want to like rip off someone else's photo that they might not want us putting up there. <laughs> So, we can link to it. Okay, fair enough. Go there. Also, leave us a review. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Give us some ideas, feedback, all that good stuff. We're also on the 8-Bit Network, the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of podcasts with all sorts of great pop culture topics and run by awesome people. So, go to 8bit.net and check out some of those great shows. Yes. Okay. So, we'd also like it if you could check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuridos for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. Oh, 
And my band, Eldritch Rise, just released their first full-length album, Helen Doom and Days Long Gone, on shadowbeastrecords.bandcamp.com. Check it out. See what you think. Yeah. Please do. Support our shit, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I think, well, again, thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And Gamal is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs>